Hey, welcome back to Real Talk. So we're kind of joking around about some of the sayings that we have kind of known in culture, but we butcher them all the time, right? Like people say, for all intensive purposes, instead of intense and purposes. Like, can you think of some of those? Oh, my favorite is jury rig or jerry rig. I think it's... Jury rig, like don't rig the jury, but somehow really? pulled Jerry into it, and now it's don't Jerry rig it. I'm I not sure who Jerry is, but come on. I don't. like when people say, you know what, I could care less, because I'm like, you could. I think you mean you couldn't, because if you could care less, there's still room to care even I'll, less. I'll than add you in, do. like I care so, le- I just don't even give a rip. I care so less that the only thing I can do is care more. But I don't even know what the right saying is. I'm not sure at all what it is. Have you ever heard somebody say, I don't think that passes mustard. (laughs) Why bring condiments into (laughs) the conversation? Pass mustard. Mustard? What is mustard? I don't know. It's the saying. I have no idea what you're talking about. Let me ask you this. Is it regardless or irregardless? (laughs) I don't know. Irregardless? (laughs) That would be a great phrase, irregardless. I don't know what the right one is. What about nip it in the butt? <laughs> Words from Jenny the producer, nip it in the butt? butt? or <laughs> I bud? think it's bud. Are we talking about dogs <laughs> nipping it in the... I think it's nip it in the bud. Okay, nip it in the bud. Why don't we nip this in the bud? bud. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so there's like these sayings we mess up all the time and words. Are there things like that in the Bible? Oh my gosh, right? So people quoting things totally out of context and missing the mark completely. Like, probably my favorite, and it's on every Christian muscle shirt. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Right. I mean, true. Like lift a house. You can you? I, if I can, with Christ who with gives you Christ who gives me strength. Which, it's fascinating because they plaster. You know, people will quote that and plaster like, no matter what situation you're in. Brad, you can do all, all things. things through Christ who gives you strength. But when you look at the context of what Paul's talking about in the book of Philippians and where that verse is, it's like in this setting where he's going, I'm facing difficulty and suffering, and I've learned to be content in all kinds of situations. In hard situations, I can do all things through And I think his point is probably like, in the most dark and difficult spot, Christ can give you strength. Right. It isn't like a motto to help like, win the game right or like score right. more points right it's no life is going to be hard in this world you're going to have trouble cheer up jesus is with you always not rah rah let's go we can move a mountain right no matter what because jesus is going to give you strength the one i always hear is god helps those who help themselves Ooh. this is like the opposite of the bible this is like the opposite of everything that there's scripture no, says if there's no ver- it's not in there God helps those who he does No. I mean think about that. If if God helps those who only help themselves, why would he have sent Jesus? Because we were pretty much just screwing around down here, messing the whole thing up, and he sent Jesus for people who don't can't help themselves. So first of all, it's really not even in the Bible. It, bad news. It's not in the Bible. Oh, I don't know. I can't say that anymore. You know what else isn't in the Bible? <laughs> I always hear this. Cleanliness is next to godliness. Are you kidding me? Not in there. It's not in nope. there? Nope. So you don't have to shower anymore. <laughs> I, I smell good for this shoot. Just 
Because I wanted the cleanliness to be near the godliness. To thine own self be true. Can you I find don't that? No. It's in there. It's not in no, there. No, it's in Shakespeare. But I always hear people say it's in the Bible. So it's almost like when you don't know where to quote something from, it's easy to just throw it into the Bible. One of the ones that I think is fascinating, and it gets used all the time, and I think people are well-intentioned in using it, like, God will never give you more than you can handle. Ah. Not really what it says. In the Bible or not in the Bible? Not in the Bible. So where, what does that come from? Where Probably is, 1 Corinthians 10. Right. Where no tem- there's no temptation that can overtake us that we can't, you know, overcome or get past. Yeah. So people, I think, again, well-intentioned, like God's not going to give you more than you can handle. Of course, as his children, God's never going to push us beyond what we can handle. But we're going to be in situations and difficulties and hardships all the time. Right that are beyond our abilities, and that's the point. Like, we can reach out to God, but to just say to people, like, God will never give you anything more than you can handle. Like, that's false comfort, probably, right? Right. Right. I mean, it's really God will never give you more than he can handle, right? Because he wants us to turn to him. Lean on him and depend on him. In all of these different ways that we pull things probably out of context, there's times that there might be a true principle, but we totally disregard the context in which it's written. But a lot of times, probably in all these cases, the true principle is better, better than the saying we've come up with, right? So, like, the one that makes me kind of chuckle is uh, we say where two or more are gathered in my name, I will be there. We, that Christ mm-hmm. said that. Jesus did say that. But if you look at the context of that, he was talking about church discipline. He was talking about Christians that are fighting. And he's like, I'll, I'll help bring you together. And so when we, always, when we use that, you know, in a worship service or something to say, well, you know, Jesus is with us because he said we're two or more. Well, that's kind of true, but it's actually even better than that. It doesn't take two Christ followers for Jesus to be present. Mm-hmm. It only takes one because mm-hmm. Jesus says, I will be with you to the end of the age. Yeah, always. Like he's, always. He's in us and with us always. So, so in some actually, ways you've like made it less. Yeah, we've lessened the promise, right? Can you think of some more? Well, I, I, I fascinated to think about the times that we rip something out of context and we actually comfort ourselves with something out of context that isn't as good. Mm. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, it's not yeah. as good as actually the promise that Scripture says? Right. See, that's, that's pretty killer to just think about, oh, my goodness, maybe I should actually look at the Bible and read it for what it says, not for what I want it to say. Right. If you, don't, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. Can you find that in there? It's not in there? So what's the principle of the Bible? I don't know. Maybe the golden rule or something? I don't know. I guess it could be the golden rule. So when I look at the scriptures, one of the things just so important from a teaching standpoint, this is stuff we talk about all the time, is how do we look at something in context and pull out the timeless principle, the truth, but if it bulldozes the context Mm -hmm. in which it was originally written, it's not what God intended us to hear. So first going to the context... And then what's the greater principle? I don't know. How do you do this? I mean, I, I just wonder if you hear somebody even misquote. Do you, do, do you say something? If somebody says, I, you know what? God's not going to give me more than I can handle. And you're like, I don't, I don't want to like upset the apple cart here, but... Will you stop them in the middle of that? I don't know. I'm asking you. Would you? I guess there are times and circumstances where depending on the situation, you might 
correct somebody, be like, uh, I'm not really sure that's what the Bible says. It would certainly depend on the person and the circumstance. I don't know if I would categorically just be like, no, you know what? The Bible doesn't say godliness is next to cleanliness or what is some of the other yeah, yeah. stuff that's in there. I, I don't know. I think that's an interesting thought to go, how do we correct this? So we misquote this stuff all the time. What's the takeaway? What's the, what's the point of this? I don't know. I think... Man, read your Bible, but read it to try to understand the original context and what God's trying to communicate. And, and some of us have different understandings and learning and ability to do that. So to, to read the Bible in community is also, I think, really important. Mm. If I come up with some new interpretation or pull a verse out and go, well, this, where two or three are gathered doing something illegal, Jesus is in the midst of us, and then it's cool. It's like, no, probably there's like a collective communal understanding of Scripture that I start to learn and understand and believe. I don't know what the, I don't know. What do you do? No, I, I, I think that's the thing. Words matter. Mm-hmm. Words matter. God spoke to us through words. Words matter. And we got to do our best to understand this. Stuff. And we really want to hear the words that you have to say. So it's yeah. like part of why we do Real Talk is we'd love to hear from people. I don't know. So comment below or YouTube and Facebook. Just let us know what you're thinking because we'd love to even answer some of your questions. I don't know. And we'd love to hear some funny sayings that you know that people mess up. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, this is a doggy dog world. What does that mean? I don't know. See you next time on Real Talk. <laughs>